Hello everyone, welcome back to Attack the Talk. My name is AJ and joining me is... I'm Lexi! Unfortunately, Zach's work schedule is still very busy because of the holidays, so no Zach again for this episode, but Zach will be back with us next week. We miss you. We miss you, Zach. <laughs> yeah, he'll be back. Um, again, just holiday time, you know, all the business that comes along with it, and, yeah. uh, you know, Zach's uh, work schedule also got very busy. Um, so he was hoping that he'd be here with us today, but um, unfortunately, it's not the case. But again, Zach will be back next week. And he misses all of you guys too, of course. Of course. Uh, all right, well, in this episode, we will continue on with the story of Attack on Titan. So we will be discussing the first part of Season 1, Episode 14, Can't Look Into His Eyes Yet, Eve of the Counterattack, Part 1. So, as Zach has said, the last time he was here, the struggle of trust is no more. Yeah, finally. No he more said, struggle. No more of the struggle. Out of all the parts. And we made it even more because we split them into two. Yeah. So many struggles. But the struggle is no more. Uh, and before we get into our recap, I also do want to say a quick little disclaimer. Be aware that they may that there may be some serious spoiler talk in our episode, so you have been warned. Now, some recap. Um what ended up happening was Aaron is in full control of this Titan form. He is now yes. lifting this boulder after being, a, a, you know, just being pretty much um, awoken right from this yeah. weird, uh, how do you describe it? Like the safe place that he had created in it's his like own mental state. state. Limbo yes. kind of safe space. Yeah. And this is the first time we see him actually consciously in control in his titan form doing something that like him as a human beforehand was like i'm going to do this and then actually doing it given there was bumps along the way yeah of course there will, there will always be bumps with titans involved yeah but yeah um, it was able to happen yeah and like <laughs> you said lex point. he was very aware of his surroundings for the first time because in past you know a uh, very few moments where he was a titan mm -hmm. um it was either a dream where he thought it was a dream, I should say. Yeah. And um, it happened very quickly, and he was just very, like, tired. He didn't necessarily know what to happen. He did enough yeah. to go ahead and save his friends. Now, yeah. he is aware of what's happening. He sees his friends in front of him. He sees his surroundings. He knows what he's doing. He knows what the task is. So... Yeah, this is all conscious. They continue on. Aaron, he has to make his way to the breach. This breach is this hole in Wall Maria, or I should say Wall uh, Rose. Wall Maria mm -hmm. was the first wall. Yeah. Um, that was breached by uh, the Colossal Titan. And the Colossal also uh, created this breach in Wall Rose. Yeah. So, Aaron has to go ahead and plug up this hole with this giant boulder. He was kind enough to make the hole into a district, though. Not just, like, directly into the wall. It was in a district yeah. that is easier to manage. A district that is uh, neighboring Trost. Yeah. Right? Which... Wait, we got so much of the struggle. The struggle for the Tross district. Yeah. Um, so with Aaron making his way to accomplish this goal, unfortunately, there was a lot happening around him. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, we lost a couple of a couple of supporting characters. Yeah. Um, we lost the likes of me to be who we very quickly um, were introduced to, mm -hmm. and we uh, very quickly were aware that he was one of the uh, top. Um, soldiers, yeah. right, in the garrison. Working uh, 
pretty much directly under uh, Pixis. Yes, uh, Pixis, and then joining him uh, were two others, which was Rico. Uh, she was also um, one of the top um, commanding soldiers, and mm -hmm. then we had uh, Ian, and Ian was uh, Ian. Ian was the one who was made in charge by Commander Pixis to yeah. oversee this mission, which is to, uh, you know, reclaim Walrose. Yeah. And a lot of bumps along the way. Uh, unfortunately, we lost me to be. Yeah. And then as the mission continued, um, Ian sacrificed himself. He saved yeah. a soldier, much like Aaron did earlier on. Where yeah. He reached out, grabbed a soldier while he was, the soldier was in the mouth of a Titan threw that soldier out and unfortunately Ian as he was still inside this mouth he was looking out mm -hmm. to see his soldiers fight definitely parallels that yes. way where it's very slimmer like like you said like how Aaron did to Armin but unfortunately Ian is not a, yeah, Ian is not a Titan user he's not a Titan user so he doesn't uh, he's, come just, back. he's just another spoiler very, he's not a Titan user <laughs> he doesn't come back no unfortunately but he died not. in a very valiant He's a very just valiantly way. Another very brave um, commanding soldier that did what he had to do to try to uh, bring victory. And this is the first time where they have victory in their grasps. Yeah. They can see it. So that's why all these soldiers are they're trying to keep these titans, which these titans keep making their way in this breach to get to Eren. Mm -hmm. And all these soldiers are trying to keep them occupied. They're trying to take these titans out. Um, all in all, they're able to get to the wall, but there is one Titan in the way, and that was the almighty Moat Titan. <laughs> the Moat Titan. Yes, he was in the way. However, Rico came in and saved. I don't want to say saved, because she didn't necessarily save anybody, but she did take this Moat Titan. Kind of paralyzed him for a quick, brief moment. Uh, yeah. stabbed, him, stabbed the Moat Titan in the eye, uh, causing him to be paralyzed for a brief moment and then allowing Mikasa to get to an advantage point to take out the Moat Titan and then the Moat Titan died. Sorry Moat Titan, you lived a, a good life. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Sorry. You definitely provided with much, provided us with much entertainment. Yes. And us theorizing your life as you being the, the last picked in dodgeball and mm -hmm. the, the one Titan that just wants to do so good. You were so close, buddy. Yeah, so close, You were close, so man. close. <laughs> and then uh, there was nothing standing in the way of Aaron and the wall. And Aaron was able to seal up the breach, thus creating the first victory for humanity against these titans. It was a huge yeah. moment. But unfortunately, yeah. there was a lot of casualties. And then we find out that as doctors, soldiers, they're all cleaning up. Yeah. Um, Basically the mess. ones that stop from epidemics uh, breaking out from the mass death. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, exactly. Pretty um, much. So pretty much the cleanup crew, they're, they're there, they're trying to um, identify the bodies, they're trying to prevent disease and, and everything that, that unfortunately comes with it. Um, and unfortunately along the way, uh, we see Jean, and Jean notices a character and... We lost, uh, we lost Marco. Yeah, that one's that one's really sad. Too. In a very mysterious fashion, we still don't know what necessarily happened. Mm -hmm. John's trying to even just come to any kind of conclusion, any kind of theory that what the heck even happened, because as yeah. he said, he's not the kind of guy to 
no, not yeah, Marco. Yeah, to like risk his life. He he doesn't really go out like we've mentioned this in the last episode, but Marco isn't really the kind of guy to go off on his own and be the hero. Yeah. You know, he although that's not without saying that like oh he's not heroic like Marco is he's heroic is, in his own a, way yeah he's a great character in his own way where he helps everyone else yeah, like, like exactly. emotionally and like he mentally. will not be the one to venture off on his own he will make sure that he's close with his allies so that he can have his mm-hmm. allies back yeah. and that's the type of person that he is and that's why it's so confusing to Jean that why is he here by himself yeah. how did nobody see this what yeah like, he's, he he's so at a loss but also he's so overwhelmed with his emotions because what we have found out in earlier episodes that they have bonded. They have... Yeah, they've been pretty close. They were able to go ahead and have this kind of uh, relationship where, again, where Marco's a- he's able to relate with Jean in a way where he knows that Jean is also not somebody who is trying to have this front, I should say, to where he's trying to be this very confident leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, Jean has been placed in some sort of leading role, um, it's not t- this overly ego, t- ego, you know, ego. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's not so much of a elite standing. Yeah, because Jean he also is dealing with the whole leading aspect, mm-hmm. right? And so for Marco to kind of have He's his little bouncing input back and forth between being like, I wasn't meant to lead. Oh, I am the leader. Oh, I'm not meant to be a leader. Okay, everyone listen to me. Yeah, and then it okay, isn't until Marco. It's a little to, internal struggle. <laughs> yeah, Marco says a couple of kind words. Um, talking about the leader that he is and uh it's just moments like that where um you could tell it was hard for jean to see marco yeah you know um i'm sure it's hard for any of them to go ahead and see any of their cadets in their class die mm-hmm. because of the years that they have spent together i feel like you bond over you you bond when you share the same struggles yeah. like obviously they were all un- put under the same uh rigorous training yeah and three the, years of it yeah and the bullying from uh sawdust and yeah, <laughs> all um, that and uh that sawdust. that really um helps build a relationship whether you you know want it to or not like i'm sure that jean didn't really want to build a relationship with with aaron but no. regardless it, it happened yeah. you still know each other uh you know as as people just from that like that's just gonna happen through struggle and just remembering how even though we, it's it very much goes unnoticed but just remembering how close um marco and jean were yeah and then him being the one to discover that Jean is dead. Or, you know, somehow yeah, he's, that you know. Marco is dead. That, sorry, that Marco is dead. Mm-hmm. And um, seeing the way that he died. I'm like, why is, what? Yeah, How? very, very confusing. Half his face so is missing. <laughs> that's something that Jean is now dealing with and that we saw in that episode. But we also saw that Aaron, he wakes up and he's now in this cell. He's in this dungeon. And who does he see? standing outside of those cell bars is Irvin and the commander of the scouts yeah which is commander Irvin, and we see captain levi yep and they are trying to gather any kind of insight as to what aaron's motives are mm-hmm. uh, what the heck this key is which they took from aaron and aaron's yeah. like well, where'd you get that <laughs> right and that's uh, mine yeah. and Commander Irvin is, he's a very aware individual. He's very smart and he's able to connect the dots. And we theorize as to how he knows about the seller, how he knows about, you know, um, Dr. Grisha Yeager and his works in his uh, cellar uh, that relate to Titans. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, we talked about it and uh, we chalked it up to either 
Commander Irvin is just he's able to connect those dots or maybe yeah. he had a conversation with another person who's aware of this which is yeah. Commander Pixis. Yeah. Um, True. So Captain Levi pretty much tells Aaron who well I should say Aaron gives his motives in saying that he wants to join the scouts. Yeah. He wants to kill all the titans. Captain Levi decides alright I'll go ahead and I'll keep an eye on this kid. Sure. I'll take him. And that's where, where we were left off with and uh, the last episode we uh, discussed. Yeah. So um, before we get into this episode, actually, I do want to give a shout out. How about a shout out? Yeah. Yeah. We had uh, I'll, I'll actually I'll, I'll, I'll let Lexi go ahead and uh, do the shout out. Yep. I have a shout out for us. Um, so this user uh, goes by the eddie this user this titan user this user um this listener goes by eddie hinston or the eddie i'm gonna call you eddie hope you're cool with that eddie Eddie. (laughs) Uh, i thought of the same thing um but he posted on his story uh by this time of year spotify raft is going on and um it tells you what your most listened to podcast throughout the year is okay and he posted that our podcast actually is his most listened to pod podcast no way so great posted that insane yeah what heck yeah thanks eddie that is so cool man awesome we appreciate uh just the listens man you supporting us and stuff and then for you to even just post it on your story that's that's awesome we appreciate that yeah wow. of course very much appreciated and wow. um he said um oh, after i reposted it okay and everything onto the attack the talk instagram of course showing how much appreciation very much appreciated that very awesome to know that we are um among others too it wasn't even just him we know that there are others just from the analytics that others we are others most listened to podcasts. So again, thank you all. Insane. What the heck? Like of the year, wow. like out of all the podcasts out here, this one, but thank you guys so much. Um, he, uh, messaged saying you guys are awesome. Always good to listen. How passionate you guys are of this masterpiece. And wow. I love how you guys talk about everything thoroughly. And awesome. I, you know, sent him a very, uh, appreciative message saying that mm. we thank we thank him so much. Thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you all in general. All our listeners, thank you so much. And Eddie, thank you, man. You know, uh, there is a lot of work that gets put into this and, mm-hmm. uh, we appreciate you for noticing it. And again, you know, this is just something that's fun for us, you know, all yeah. in all, it's a lot of work, but it's fun for us. And, and like you said, of we are very passionate about it. Just like how I'm sure you're very passionate about attack on Titan and for you, I'm just happy that that passion like shows through. Yeah. You know, for you to even just message us, post anything about us like that. It's insane to me, you know, and it means so, so much to me. And it means so much to the podcast, Eddie. Thank you so much. Wow. Yeah. He responded by saying, um, of course, always a great podcast before bed. It really sets the mood. Heck yeah. That's so nice. Heck yeah. Awesome. Wow. Makes you feel all warm and fuzzy being like, oh, thank you so much, Eddie. I love it. Just thank you all in general for, um, just taking time out of your days to listen to us blabber about an anime. Like, (laughs) yeah. Thank you. Very much appreciated. Thank you, Eddie. Um. And yeah, great just, shout out. Just that was a good one. Wow, you. Eddie, thank you so much again. Appreciate everything. Appreciate um everything from all of our listeners. So, wow, cool. What a great start to the episode. Yeah, exactly. And uh, really that actually conference. segues into the start of this episode, which we're going to discuss. 
this Attack on Titan episode, we got a new opening theme. Oh, yes, we did. So this is now our official second opening theme in Attack on Titan. Mm -hmm. Now, I wish I could play it, but I don't know how it works. We're still growing podcasts. (laughs) The royalties and all that. I know. Um, Don't want Sony to claim us. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Sony claims everything nowadays with Spider-Man coming out. Yeah, Sony, they're on their, uh, <laughs> they're on their toes about everything that's somehow being leaked and whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah. Wide variety of interests here on the Attack the Talk podcast. <laughs> yeah, so we're trying to keep Sony off our tracks. Yeah. Um, yeah, so we got we got a new opening theme, uh, which again, I guess also um, sim- symbolizes the end of the struggle, I guess, as, we, as we talked about, right? Yeah. So maybe that is in correlation with, with everything. And starting a new... A new struggle. A new, a new <laughs> struggle, for real. A the new eve struggle. of the counterattack, as it says. Um, yeah, so we get a new opening theme. And this episode begins, and we see that Aaron, of course, is still in his dungeon cell. Mm-hmm. We still see chained that, up at the wrists. Yeah, and we see that he hasn't eaten yet. We see that his food is... By the cell gate. Yeah, it's right? by like the cell door, whatever you want to yeah. call that. Door, gates, either way. Um, They're bars. It's there. <laughs> the food is there. It's just a loaf of bread that he hasn't eaten yet. And uh, we see that he's kind of tossing and turning in his bed. You know Sasha would be disappointed that oh, he hasn't eaten. Yeah. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? Sasha would be disappointed. You know, Mikasa would be like, you need to eat right now. I know. Aaron, you need I to know. eat. All these these women telling him you and need Aaron to eat. be like knock it off. I know. Um, yeah, so he's tossing and turning in his bed, and we see that of course he has chains still on each arm, which I'm like, okay, you're gonna really set his food right there, and he's not even able to I like know. get to it. He's all shackled. He's, he's like shackled even... to the freaking bed. I know. He's gotta grab it with his with his feet. Yeah, which okay. Thanks, I guess. That's like torture right there. I know. Are you hungry? Not your Work for your food. food. I know. I'm like, okay, thanks for treating me like... I mean, I was going to say thanks for treating me like a monster, but that's kind of how they view him. Yeah, unfortunately. We know that's how... Um, Gosh, what is his name? The one voiced by Chris Abbott. Yeah, uh, freaking Captain Kitts. Yeah, Kitts. We know that's how Kitts views him. Kitts, Kitts Vorn, Vorman, I believe. Vorman. Um, he is some vermin. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Kitts, uh, vermin. Vorman. Vorman. Um, yeah, so we see now what state that Aaron's in. You know, he's still struggling with all of this. You know, he, we see mm-hmm. that he hasn't eaten. You see that he's, like he's said, struggling to, to sleep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the struggle of Aaron part one. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the struggle yeah. of Aaron. I think this, there's multiple parts yeah, to that. I think we're way parts. past part yeah, one. Yeah. Um, but he's tossing and turning, which makes me believe that he has so much on his mind. Right. And yeah. we know that Aaron has so much. He always has a lot of stuff going on in his mind yeah. with all of just the the craziness that he always he wants has. to take action on whatever he believes in whatever he's passionate about whatever yeah but he's also experienced so much already yeah. so much loss so much just death so much craziness and mm-hmm. uh you know who knows what's going through his mind we just see these tossing attorney so now we overhear a man saying hey you think it's true there's a titan fighting on our side now and then we see that this conversation is being being had amongst people living in Walsina. So we had talked about the walls, and we know that the outer wall mm-hmm. is Wall Mario. And then the second wall, is, which is in the interior, yeah. is Wall Rose. Now we were aware of those two walls because of the breach. But now yeah. 
the only time we talked about Wasina is when we got a kind of glimpse of what happens in there, the coziness, the comfort yeah, that happens in there with Lord Vald and, and all that. And uh, but so now these people in Walsina, again, not necessarily aware of all the crazy chaos that they haven't these really been exposed to with. it. So just to give an insight on what it is that they're thinking and what they're talking about, um, we hear another man answering that first man saying, "When did you start believing everything you heard? More likely, the recapture plan failed." And now refugees from Wall Rose are going to start flooding in here. So you, we know where their concerns are. Mm -hmm. It's we don't need people in our wall to yeah. go ahead and take our resources, you know, which unfortunately the people in Wall Maria uh, dealt with in Wall Rose, right? Yeah. Wall Rose people were like, you know, I don't want to say the people more so as we, we saw more from soldiers. Yeah. Um, or from their government. Yeah, like, exactly. Oh, God, all these people and da 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 hard, like lost so much land and yeah that's a big concern with with the people in the coziness yeah and, and you can already just from this conversation just just from this man right here saying that sentence that there's a sense of entitlement mm -hmm. in of course walsina um so um another man he chimes in saying and once those people swarm us our supplies will run out in a matter of days so again same attitude mm -hmm. um but that first man... I want to stay fat. Yeah. <laughs> okay. That first man who uh, who brought up the conversation, um, he says, Wait, so if the Wall Rose people really do have a titan with them, you don't think they'd be crazy enough to bring him here, do you? So, mm. again, they, they caught worried, wind of it. Worried about their own safety. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Everything they think is, is much more of selfish intent rather than what's good for humanity as a whole mm -hmm. it's more of like what's good for me today yeah and we know they don't want anywhere any titans anywhere near them no. um who knows the last time if any time that they had ever even experienced uh titans i don't think they've ever i don't think anyone in wall has even seen one except yeah. for maybe you know obviously like the government yeah and it's all just here's like hearsay yeah. you know uh, yeah. all the word that travels to them and stuff and we see that uh what they notice in getting the news is kind of like newspapers but they also see like um like bulletins posted on like walls and, and on buildings and stuff where mm -hmm. they read and they kind of get their news and all that and that's where we kind of uh segue here now um now we hear a different man telling his fellow people living in wall rose so now we're back in wall rose and we hear that man say hey have you heard the good news the military has a Titan on the team. Can you believe it? Who knows? We might even be able to retake Walmaria. Finally, humanity has a savior. So you can already sense it's the so change in tone. It's so crazy seeing how different their mindsets are from now, just being in a different location. This, you can hear the optimism. You can hear just the sense of hope that they, they have, mm -hmm. right? And what is glaring to me is the fact that he doesn't even talk about Wall Rose. He says, maybe we can retake Walmaria. So he's thinking mm -hmm. about the other wall as well. Yeah. You know, he's, Walsina, he's would they think thinking about that? very selfishly. Would Walsina think oh, about that? Oh, heck no. <laughs> yeah. Unless, you know, it's something that that uh, benefits them. Yes. But unfortunately, as we talked about, um, the government kind of, they have a different mindset. Yeah. And uh, we, we hear this 
this soldier and uh, we are briefly met. We, we briefly meet the soldier, I should say. He's going to be kind of important later on down the line. But anyways, uh, we'll, we'll get to, to him um, yeah. as the episode C fits. Uh, but right now, we don't necessarily know his name yet, but we see that he does mutter to himself. <laughs> Savior, huh? Since the dawn of history, commoners have always been rash a lot. And pretty much uh, alluding to, like, these guys will believe anything, right? Yeah. Yeah, and then he has a soldier tell uh, him... These rumors get any more out of if these rumors get any more out of control, we'll have a revolt in, in our hands. Um, so they, they're concerned about themselves. Yeah, once again, they're just thinking about themselves. Yeah, What's the I best mean, for us right now? I and mean, who knows if they want necessarily necessarily even want to do any kind of like uh, work? I should say, you know, we, mm. we see them; they're kind of just standing, you know, in front of like um, I want to say like some kind of like uh, a council building or something you yeah. know and uh some kind of government building it seems like and they're just kind of standing there in front of it maybe just kind of keep like you know maybe keep watching watch, guard maybe passing time yeah. maybe just trying to look busy and just being lazy i don't know so that first soldier he uh says not today this so-called savior we'll make an example out of him i'll be damned if he's allowed to join the survey corps so again, word travels fast. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're aware that um, the plan is for Aaron to join the Survey Corps under the watch, of course, of Captain Levi. Um, but that doesn't mean anything to this guy. Mm-mm. You know, he, I'll be damned if he joins the Survey Corps, right? But then he hears a carriage nearby, and he yells to his soldiers to form ranks. And then the carriage parks in front of him and his soldiers. The driver of the carriage opens up that carriage door. And we see that it's Premier Zachary. First time seeing Premier Zachary. Um, Premier Premier Zachary, actually, he is very important because he oversees pretty much all three of the branches. Yeah. Um, Yeah. So um, the soldier salutes and he tells his soldiers, all hail to the Premier. And then the Premier nods his head in acknowledgement. And the Premier says, damn hot day <laughs> yeah yeah that's his only concern yeah you know, i'm wearing all these layers of this suit and this, these medals yeah, exactly. and ugh, it's just getting real hot in here yeah so um <laughs> we're gonna do a little something a little different in uh this episode um what i want to do is uh i want to do a little script read yeah so okay we have a nice <laughs> conversation that's about to happen between uh, two commanders and um instead of me doing both voices i figure let's give you a break why not uh, have a conversation with somebody like maybe lexi Ooh, okay yeah so lex you're gonna join in on the, the voices yeah and um yeah let's do a little script read so let me go ahead and uh, get the script ready well, let me uh moisten the, the vocal cords that's a, that's a good idea yeah, i'll, I'll do the same mm-hmm. i'll do the same quick little water break instead of leaving all the voices up to aj yeah let's help um, out a little bit now, I, it's not going to be... I can't guarantee it's going to be as good as AJ's voices normally are. It's it's fine. Just do the best you but... can, Lex. I know our listeners will appreciate it. And <laughs> for all we know, maybe they're sick and tired of me doing all the voices anyways. <laughs> so let's go ahead and let's... Uh, I want to include you. And then uh, in the future, when we get some good uh, dialogue between characters, you know, I wanted to include Zach yeah. as well. Yeah, this but would be a fun thing to do. For this script read, um, Lexi is going to be playing 
Commander Irvin. Ooh, some Ooh, big shoes to big fill. Big shoes to fill. My voice can't go that deep. <laughs> and then I will be doing the voice of Commander Pixis. So I got to bring yeah. my inner Pixis back. Yeah. I did a lot of Pixis in uh, earlier episodes. Uh, you got to bring so him back now. got to bring him back. Pixis reprise. Yeah. So um, are you ready, Lex? As I'll ever be. <laughs> okay. So uh, now we see Commander Irvin having a conversation with Commander Pixis somewhere atop the walls. Irvin says, Commander Pixis, you are the CO of the Garrison Regiment, and I'm the commanding officer of the Survey Corps and the Scouts. Some people might disapprove of our meeting like this. Pixis responds with, Ha! You're as straight-laced as your reputation. Nothing untoward here. We just coincidentally bumped into one another while out for a morning stroll. Protocol doesn't prevent us from chatting under the circumstances. You are aware the military plan, the military police plan to take custody of Aaron Yeager, I presume. Irvin responds with, Yes, I received word yesterday. They plan to hold a deliberation on the matter. Pixis now says, Hmm. The decision has been left to Premier Zachary. Whether Cadet Yeager's future lies with the scouts or in the hands of the military police. Irvin questions, Zachary? You mean, Premier Dallas Zachary? And Pixis tells Zervin, The military police, the garrison regiment, and the scouts. All three fall under his jurisdiction. His decision will be based entirely on one factor. Is Aaron Yeager's existence a benefit or a handicap to our survival? If deemed detrimental, Yeager will be executed without a thought. Right then and there, if need be. I, for one, do not want to see him die. However, many in the garrison regiment, I'm sad to say, are fearful of Aaron's unique ability. My hands are tied. The most I can do is avoid agreeing with the MPs. Do the odds favor you? Irvin answers, saying, No, they don't. And yet we do have a proposal prepared. Whether it will work or not, all depends on how the debate unfolds. Pixis finishes a drink from his flask, pauses, and looks hard at Irvin. Pixis asks, You mean, you're gonna play it by ear? Irvin tells Pixis, Our job is reconnaissance beyond the walls. Playing things by ear is all we ever do. Pixis, Ha! <laughs> you're not so uptight after all, it would seem. Thank you for the pleasant conversation. And good luck, Commander. Right. And scene. <laughs> and scene. Good, Lax. That was good. There we go. <laughs> that was a good Commander Ooh, Irvin. Uh, it's, it's, is it warm in here? <laughs> <laughs> That's hard to do. I don't know how you do that every episode, but I mean. Yeah, it, it, it's tough, but I mean, I don't know. It can be fun at times, but when yeah. we see that characters like to go ahead and uh, get heavy with their discussions, and it's like, oh, all right, here we go. I got a brace for a. Uh, for some conversation. Yeah, when um, narrator the Armin decides to monologue yeah, all these big words exactly. for a while. And it's, his voice is much higher. And it's yeah. Interesting. <laughs> um, so let's kind of break this down, this conversation that they're having. So um, yeah. they're kind of bracing for what this, uh, what this whole court Aaron type what, situation is yeah, going to be Whatever about. the deliberation is mm -hmm. on Aaron. I think it's really interesting that they are deciding if like like I, I think it's okay there's so many that so many things that go into this so mm -hmm. uh, first of all i think it's funny that they are chaining up 
Aaron, thinking that that will stop him. Right. <laughs> when, like, he can literally transform into a titan. So, I feel like that should take be taken into account, being like, he is willingly being staying chained up when he yeah. could turn into a titan. I mean, given that would make things really bad on his part, but he's pretty much willingly being uh, put into custody. At and we point. don't know, too. I, I'm, I'm assuming that this dungeon is probably underground, right? Yeah. So who knows what is above him? If there are people above him, if mm -hmm. there are like people in these buildings or who knows what this whole dungeon is is underneath. Yeah. If he transforms, whatever's above him is yeah, gone. gone. Toast. <laughs> yeah, that thing is gone. Whether it's from the steam or the impact or yeah, a yeah. lot of damage can be done. But also the fact that there's going to be people uh, just deliberating on the whole matter of of Aaron mm -hmm. and deciding his humanity. Yeah, and we we just got a, just a little taste yeah. of what the government, what they could be thinking. Mm -hmm. At least from one of those officers saying that you know, not if I have anything to do with it. You know, yeah. this savior won't join the scouts. Um, we also got a taste of how like serious they are by Pixis saying like, oh, I for one don't want to see him die. Yeah, and be like, oh, so they could just straight up. If they wanted to, they could all decide to just kill I Aaron. See that he's just too big of a risk. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, let's just kill him. You know what? Thank you for sealing this breach, but uh, we gotta kill you. <laughs> Thanks for giving humanity their first dub. Yeah, <laughs> but exactly. <laughs> I gotta. You're too dangerous. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So that's what it's all gonna come down to, and uh, we'll see how it goes. Um. Yeah. Uh. So now we are in a cafeteria where we see many cadet soldiers eating and we see that Mikasa is at a table sitting across from Armin. Now Mikasa, she asks, a debate over Eren? What for? So she's aware mm -hmm. of what's happening, right? Again, I'm sure that this info was told only to certain people, mm -hmm. but I don't think it's super classified. Like I think it can definitely get, I mean those other soldiers, whatever, I'm sure all, all these soldiers know, and they're probably all talking about it, giving their opinions on it, like mm -hmm. how how what we saw. Yeah, of um, course. And then obviously those involved, like Mikasa and Armin, they're gonna know. It's just whether or not if the public fully know, like oh they're gonna have a deliberation. So far, it's just like you said, just word word of mouth. Is that the yeah, that the term? Much, yeah. <laughs> word of mouth, pretty much just being like oh they have a Titan and da da da. We don't know anything else. Yeah. All we know is we kind of got a victory, but we're not going to celebrate. And also, too, Mikasa and Armin—they both were there, mm -hmm. um, so we don't know. We don't know how things kind of uh, fell through after Aaron. You know. Yeah. Do you think like immediately after? So, because obviously, immediately after uh, Aaron got out of that Titan form, mm -hmm. Levi was right there. Yeah. You think he was just like, "I'll take him," like well, the from, thing from is, now, though, no, no contact with him. I'll take him from here on. The thing is, though. Aaron, he wakes up in this mm -hmm. dungeon. So. Oh, yeah. So, I don't know if it's because of exhaustion, because Aaron was so tired. Yeah, this mm -hmm. one where, like, Armin had to pull his yeah. body out. They had to cut know? off his, his arms because they were still attached. Yeah. Uh, given, that's also a point we didn't we didn't uh, address, that his arms are back. I mean, they're in shackles, but, yeah. you know, Rico cut off his arms to disconnect him from the titan ape and you know mm -hmm. the arms already grown back it, even while he was you know knocked unconscious they grew back yeah so that's what i'm assuming happened where aaron was uh unconscious because of how tired he was uh being in this titan form lifting that freaking giant boulder mm -hmm. and um 
that was the opportunity that Levi had to go ahead and maybe him and the other scouts, they just took Aaron. Yeah. Like, and, oh, well, uh, did whatever he's asleep. Can't be a threat. They, they saw fit, uh, which was a dungeon. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yep. A dungeon. Yeah. Also, which is thing- what even Irvin calls it. When at the end of the last episode, dungeon. No, let's just call it a dungeon. Yeah, when Aaron was like, "Where am I? Let's call it a dungeon." Yeah. Okay. Yeah, cool. What Thanks. do you mean? Let's call it. It is one. <laughs> Another thing that we didn't t- uh, talk about in the recap is that uh, speaking of capturing things. Oh uh, yes. Yeah. We uh, during uh, the cleanup, mm-hmm. um, as the scouts were going and uh, taking care of all the other uh, rogue titans that were inside uh-huh. uh, Wall Rose. Um, they decided to go ahead and capture two of them. Yeah. Yeah, so... I'm not going to say the names yet. I'm excited to get those names. I do love their names, and mm-hmm. I'll let them be revealed in due time. Yeah. But we do get two Titans. Yeah. So, um, again, they captured two Titans, and uh, they captured uh, a Titan user, Aaron. <laughs> They're on a good one. Yeah, I know. Look at them go. Don't let anyone in Walsina know, though. No, no. <laughs> don't let like, them know. The heck are you doing Bring Titans in here? Hmm? So... Uh, to continue on with the conversation and Mikasa uh, questioning this debate for Aaron, Armin answers saying, I'm not really sure, but it might be about what they plan to do with him. And Mikasa, of course, asks, And what does that mean? Now Armin tells her, It means they may not let him live. And then Mikasa slams the table with her hands and abruptly stands up. Yeah, I don't know why, how she didn't connect that. But, I, I mean, it also must be a thing where it's like, I don't want to believe that. So I'm yeah, not even going to let my mind denial. go there. Yeah, for denial. sure. But then we see the expression on her face and we see just panic and fear. Yeah, she's not letting that dude. She, nope. And it's, <laughs> I think it's like the fact that she probably, like, wants to do something, but there's nothing that she can yeah, do. Yeah, it's one of those where you feel powerless. Mm-hmm. Where it's like, I can't do anything. Like, I've done all that I so can. I now it's where... all up to him. And... We all know how Aaron is. <laughs> so I think that's where the panic is setting in. Yeah. Um, but then the cafeteria door opens loudly. And we see three officers enter. And one of the officers announces, Cadet Mikasa Ackerman and Cadet Armin Arlet, hop two! And both Mikasa and Armin stand up. I say Mikasa already standing up. Mm. And Armin joins her. And they both say, sir. And the officer tells them both, you're ordered to attend and act as witnesses at today's deliberation. So both Mikasa and Armin, they look at the Mm. officer, kind of confused, like, deliberation. So again, questions, questions, questions. But they're going to be in attendance. What better witnesses than the ones who have literally been around it the whole time? Yeah, who are also there with him the entire, uh, pretty much not the entire, but most of that mission yeah you know, armin was there much. the entire time and mikasa was doing her things but they were there doing during the, the big part yeah the main part <laughs> the, the main, yeah. they were there for the schlepping <laughs> yeah of course um so yeah so now they're gonna head to the uh, deliberation and uh so now we are back in the dungeon where they're keeping aaron and we see two officers who are standing guard in front of his cell we see aaron of course still with chains on his arms and he's still sitting on his bed Aaron asks one of the guarding officers, Excuse me, I gotta pee. <laughs> it was so polite, too, though. Not even like, Can I use the bathroom? Like, I need a pee. <laughs> yeah. And the officer tells Aaron, No, you just went. So Aaron stares and uh, he now asks, 
Then, can I have some water? And then the other guard. So I can make myself pee so I can excuse myself later? <laughs> so then now the other guard. He says, Hey! You're not getting a thing, got it? Damn monster. Okay, and well. <laughs> Aaron looks shocked. And then kind of becomes annoyed. And he begins, like, looking down and staring at his chains. So now you can tell he's reflecting and he's kind of thinking about things now. Mm-hmm. Especially after what this dude said. Yeah, I was going to say. Especially after being called a monster and being like, well, we're right back at square one. Yeah. <sighs> so Aaron, he is thinking to himself. He says, monster. I guess he's not too far off the mark there. Frightened of me or not, though. I don't deserve this. Except, how can I blame him? I don't even understand what's going on. On the bright side, at least these guards haven't tried to kill me yet. As Aaron recalls Captain Kitts ordering his soldiers to fire at him. Yeah. So, you had mentioned uh, Kitts earlier in this episode, Lex, and uh, Aaron still remembers, of course. Yeah, I think he remembers Um, Kitts very well. Yeah. Um, I like the way he says it. He's like, at least these officers aren't trying to kill me. He says, <laughs> Like, at yet. least they just... Oh, yeah, yet. Yeah. True. True. So, um... Aaron continues thinking to himself. He recalls his friends Mikasa and Armin and the reaction to everything unfolding with Aaron becoming a titan. And Aaron says, When I think back, they weren't afraid of me. Even after everything they'd seen. I wonder what they're doing now (laughs) and all the others i wonder what happened to them and as he thinks about all of the other surviving members of his class i couldn't help but notice that one of those members that he was recalling is marco yeah because obviously he's not aware that uh he's not aware of marco's mysterious death yeah he doesn't know that he died that's Uh... that's an interesting concept though because you got him he was aaron i should say who was still in his cell um, the last thing he remembers is uh, completing the mission, mm-hmm. waking up in this cell, and now thinking, like, oh, I wonder what, what everyone else is doing. I wonder how everyone else is, you know, and stuff. And yeah, it's got to be uh, a crazy um, mindset to have. Yeah, right. Talking I about- was gonna like mention being like, I I wonder if there is that sense of responsibility that and like guilt that comes with that from being like, oh, I like it's hard to not think that it's your fault when someone dies when you're fulfilling out like when you're the key part of the mission Mm -hmm. of being like oh i was you know i'm the reason why we held out this whole mission because i could turn into a titan i was able to schlep this boulder into the wall whatever and um knowing that like oh whenever he eventually finds out being like oh marco died like ian you know me uh me to be Mm -hmm. and not not feeling that can't help feeling but a sense of guilt and sense exactly. of responsibility over their deaths of being yeah. like oh my gosh did i really do that well now he has a taste of what it means to be a commander but yeah and we we have seen from some of these commanders already where they've dealt with loss in different ways yeah um some continue to push forward and others have gone to a breaking point yeah um yeah that's good uh good example lex um so aaron now talking about commander he begins thinking about something that Commander Irvin had told him. And Commander Irvin told him, Just hang on a a little longer, Aaron. We'll keep trying to sort all this out. And Aaron, he tells himself, I've been in here.
here so long. What's happening outside of these bars? I'm... I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life like this, am I? And then that dungeon door opens. I actually wanted to say that I wanted to analyze the fact that he said, I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life like this, am I? And it like pans out to like see the, the walls that he's surrounded by. I thought that was really like symbolic if you think about it like big picture of it's like pretty much Armin growing up was like I'm not gonna spend the rest of my life in these walls mm -hmm. like thinking about you know wall well Cena and wall Rose and wall Maria yeah uh, he's talking about those walls and I just thought it was a really cool parallel to be like Aaron being like I don't want to spend the rest of my life in here in these confined little walls but thinking you know, big picture, it's like, I don't want to spend the re Like, what's the difference if you spending the rest of your life in, in these, you know, in Wall Maria or yeah. Wall Rose or... I just thought it was a really interesting parallel. Yeah, that's true. That's something that I didn't really catch. I didn't really uh, notice. Um, but yeah, the, the parallel is definitely there, mm -hmm. right? Um, and as you said, Armin had that idea. Yeah. Right, from... And book. still from his from his parents. Exactly. Um, that was, yeah, we don't outside. we don't know how they got that book, but <laughs> we don't know. Uh, we know that they got them in trouble and uh, they tried to escape. Yeah. And things didn't end well. They unfortunately died. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Armin doesn't want to be confined to these walls. Mm -hmm. um, Aaron believes that they're just cattle if they just stay yeah. in these walls. Um, yeah, interesting parallel there mm -hmm. for sure. I definitely thought that it was. Um, so now at this moment, we're gonna do another script read because this next scene, uh, again, as this dungeon door opens, we're again introduced to a character that we had seen before, uh, very briefly. But this is a really cool character. Yeah, <laughs> super cool. So. As we do the script read, this is going to be all Lex. I will just narrate uh, certain moments, but mm -hmm. this is going to be Lexi. Uh, so let me get that script ready. So you want me to still say the asks with a smile? and Yeah. Just okay. say everything as you do with uh, Commander Irvin. Okay. Cool. Um, and I'll say all the other uh, points. Um, all right. So the dungeon door opens. Yeah. Gotta sit up for <laughs> we hear footsteps approaching Aaron's cell. And then suddenly, Hanji jump scares into frame and presses her <laughs> face against Aaron's cell bars. Uh. Hanji has this wide eye look of excitement on her face, and Aaron gets startled. She looks like a hamster <laughs> in this scene where like a hamster pushes pushes their face against the bars. Mm -hmm. Anyways, Hanji asks with a smile on her face. So then, you're Aaron? Are you well? How are things? I'm really sorry you've been waiting so long, but here's your chance to finally get out. One thing, you'll have to put these on for me, okay? So Hanji is joined by another high-ranking member of the scouts, Mikei, who is only second to Levi in terms of Titan-killing ability. He also has another strange ability that <laughs> we will find out about later. Uh, but Hanji opens Aaron's cell, and places uh, heavy-duty handcuffs on Aaron. Again, these handcuffs, what are they gonna do? I mean, yeah. I guess they're for show to, to- A sense of security. To show that, they're, you know, yeah, they're- Look, we're trying. They're trying to take <laughs> as many uh, safe precautions as possible. 
So now they are all walking through a hallway, and we can hear some, uh, some, we can hear some sniffing from sniffing happening. Yeah, great, hmm. Hmm. interesting sniffing. Yeah. Um, all right. Hanji intru- uh, introduces herself. My name is Zoe Hanji. I'm a section commander for the Scouts. This is a fellow commander in the Scouts, Mike Zacharias. Right? Or is it Zacharias? No, it's Zacharias. Zacharias. Okay, cool. <laughs> we see Mike sniffing Aaron very closely as Aaron is very confused. And he's trying to maintain his personal space. Yeah. <laughs> and every time Aaron kind of backs away, he gets Mike a gets closer. a little closer for a little, a little. <laughs> uh, Hanji says, Oh, don't mind him. He makes a habit of giving new people a thorough sniff. Tends to laugh through tends to laugh through his nose a bit, but I don't think he intends to be d- d- derisive. <laughs> derisive. Quirks aside, he is a skilled section commander. Oh poo! Sorry, I've just been rattling on with this with the small talk and now we're here. Well, I'm sure it's fine. It's probably better if I don't explain anyway. Okay, before we continue, um, one of those words, uh, derisive, is a word that I actually looked up, and it pretty much oh, just okay. means mocking. So she's saying that oh. like him. he's not like mocking you or anything, you know, yeah. like, but uh, but yeah. He just te- that's so weird to be like, oh, don't mind. He just tends to sniff people. He just tends fine. to sniff people he meets. He just he's just a good sniffer. Yeah. Just let him sniff you. It's fine. It's like when you like have a, a very like intrusive dog. It's like, oh, don't mind him. He's just sniffing to make sure you're safe. Yeah. Whatever. He's just sniffing. Right. Let him sniff. Except it's literally a super strong, like, scout. <laughs> like, <laughs> great. This high-ranking commanding uh, yeah. officer in uh, the scout regiment. Yeah, <laughs> he's just for sniffing real. me. And he's just sniffing you. Awesome. I mean, um, you can't really do anything about it, you know? This dude's only second uh, only to Levi. Yeah. So. There was a moment in the scene where, uh, I'm trying to remember where it, where it is... Hanji says, um, I think it's when she actually says, I don't think he tends to be derisive. Mm-hmm. Um, Mike finishes sniffing mm-hmm. and he kind of like looks up, you know, he has this kind yeah. of like, you know, chest very all out. Straight posture. Very proud, you know, his like chin's kind of facing upwards, but he also kind of gives a little like smirk. Like, hmm. yeah. like he's very proud he's of his so ability. Proud of it. Yeah. It, again, parallels it reminds me of a dog like a very proud like this is hanji's dog like oh yeah like i i sniffed the crap out of that new yeah. like that guest now i know that my mommy is safe yeah. <laughs> like okay yeah, very proud for sure it just reminds me of a dog so hanji says we're here mm-hmm. and uh she says it's better that we don't explain so where are they so let's continue on so Aaron has a look of hesitation and concern on his face as he looks at doors that lead to a courtroom. Talk about anxiety, my gosh. The guy has no idea what's happening. Hanji's been talking this entire time. Yeah. And he now he's literally facing right in front of him doors leading to a courtroom. So anyways, what do uh, what happens? Officers grab Aaron and they force him through the doors. And Hanji tells a frightened Aaron, It might seem callous, but remember, we've all put our faith in you, Aaron. Best of luck. And then Hanji closes those courtroom doors. And we just see darkness. Yeah. That is terrifying. And that's where I'm going to say to be continued. 
And I also want to say, good job, Lex. That was a really good hanji. <laughs> Thanks. I love hanji. So I, I am a much better hanji than an am <laughs> So anytime sure. hanji comes up, I'm just going to go ahead and uh, write a little script. A little scripty <laughs> script for you, yeah. Lex. Okay. I can do that. I like, I can do hanji. <laughs> that was really good, Lex. Thanks. Um, oh my gosh. What in the world is Aaron thinking? Yeah. Yeah. You know, there's so much happening and so much he, he was thinking about even before, even before Hanji was even in the picture. He's just thinking about, you know, his fellow um, cadets, class members, uh, what they're ha what's happening, excuse me, with them. He's thinking about his friends, Armin and Mikas, what's happening with them. You know, he's thinking about, am I going to just die in these walls? Yeah. There's so Is much just my life? Un unexplained to him that he's already jumping to these conclusions. He's like, I don't, he like, obviously doesn't understand anything that's going on. Um, I'm guessing that Hanji was supposed to be the one to, to explain, explain it to him. <laughs> that was a very poor choice. Whoever put her in charge of explaining something within yeah. a short amount of time. Although I will Unless say. Unless they did it on purpose. I will, I will say. Hanji was very excited to, to enter those dungeon doors. Oh, yeah. So she, no doubt in my mind, she voluntold, uh, probably oh, commander. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I want to do it. I, I get to talk to, it. I get to talk to a Titan. Yeah, no, heck yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, if you guys aren't aware, Hanji is super interested in all things Titans. She thinks that yep. they are fascinating creatures. Oh, so for sure. So that is why I'm sure she is all bug-eyed hamster to to Aaron. Yeah. How are you? Are you well? Then just not letting him just answer. question just after question after not, question. Aaron didn't say a single word no. in that whole thing. No. She was just like, oh, Pooh, I'm the one that was... I was. We were so busy with small talk, I didn't explain. Like, what do you mean, we? What? Yeah, you? exactly. <laughs> I mean, Aaron's over here, you know, trying to keep freaking Sir Sniff a lot away from him. I know. You know, she's worried, <laughs> he's worrying about Hanji. Then yeah. he's got freaking Mika just... Yeah. Being all proud about it. Yeah, very proud sniffer. Yeah. <laughs> My gosh. Yeah, whoever, yeah, definitely uh, Hanji volunteered for that. Be like, I'll, I'll explain it. I'll do everything fine. I'll explain what's supposed to happen. I can do that. You know, we, there's no doubt in, in my mind that Hanji is, is intelligent. Mm -hmm. She's just, she just gets really excited. <laughs> and this was definitely one of those moments. She's like, oh, well, we're already here. Probably best I don't explain it to you anyways. Just go on in. And of course, Aaron being like, what the heck is happening? <laughs> what is going on? You, like, I woke up in chains and then literally the commanders that I look up to are, are at my feet and I got this guy sniffing me and I can't go pee and I, <laughs> yeah. where are my friends? That's a, yeah, that's a very vulnerable so place. Yeah, very so much vulnerable. happening, so much just confusion and uh, trying to, to, to just just soak in all that's happening right now you know yeah um yeah uh i do want to kind of give a little story time right now okay um, being introduced to Mika and his uh his talent in uh sniffing great um i'm gonna bring up our little swap meet story <laughs> so me and lex oh my god me and lex we were over at a swap meet to go ahead and see a little awesome little uh I want to cover. preface this by saying I had no idea he was going to bring up this yeah, story. Yeah, so this is something I just thought about because uh, of the sniffing. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we went to go ahead and uh, see a little uh, a little uh, cover uh, concert. Yeah, like a and, cover band. Uh, yeah, it was awesome. And then we walked around, you know, the swap meet. 
um, and we went with our with our family. And then as we were walking out of the swap meet, there's this family walking in, and they have a small little boy. And uh, what do uh, Lex and I hear? We just hear. Uh, you want to do the honors, Lex? Sure. So we're walking out, and uh, we hear off in the distance. It smells like fart. It smells like fart over here. Hey, it smells like fart over here. This kid, <laughs> this kid entering the swap meet, instantly starts sniffing and he's, he's smelling fart. He's, he claims, right? It is his mom and dad are like far, far enough away yeah. to where it's like he he can say it loud enough to so that they can hear, but he also has to say he it has loud. to get acknowledgement from his parents. Yeah. Just like Almiki, just very proudly, just like mm, yeah. yeah, yeah, I smelled that. Mm. So this kid out there with his freaking Miki ability instantly enters swap me. He's smelling <laughs> fart. He's smelling fart. Like, he said it like four times yeah. too. Yeah. So loud. And his parents were just laughing. Just being like, I just let him do his thing. Yeah. Just laugh. And then I, what do I do? I do a little joke to Lex. <laughs> I literally like whisper to Lex. I'm like, hey, kid's got a good nose. <laughs> <laughs> kid's got a good nose. Totally cropped us with the crap yeah. out of that kid. Good, good job. <laughs> As, uh, as we're leaving. <laughs> yeah, as we're leaving. <laughs> Perfect opportunity. Literally walking like, me. I was saying that I was like, I can only imagine some person over there. I don't know if that kid just confused. You know, it could be just that kid confused that smell of popcorn for a fart. But I, I can only imagine that there was someone in that situation. Because that kid is at the right age perfect yeah, height he's like he's butt level yeah he's perfect he's like at the perfect fart level yeah so who knows maybe someone did totally Somebody fart f- and they just, just hear that kid dusted in, in calling him out face. and being like hey i gotta walk away i gotta get out of here <laughs> either that or he's this kid has mika abilities smells he like will just from a mile away. forever going on smelling all these smells and uh whatever reason one of the strongest smells that he smells is yeah, fart his fart <laughs> he knows what fart smells like yeah, this kid really knows his stuff all right well that was a, a little weird turn nice little personal there. anecdote you guys get to you know a little peek in our personal life that yeah, we're laughing at a, a kid yeah. hey, if you guys if you guys were there <laughs> you guys were there at the swap meet on and Friday, you guys know that kid you, you were aware of that kid or that if, kid or is if, my hero <laughs> any of you if that kid's listening Hey. That kid looks, hey. That kid's listening right now. Pretty funny. Good nose, kid. Yeah. You got, a, you good, got yourself kiddo. a nice little quirk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just thought about that as we yeah. were like about talking all, about all, all the sniffing. sniffing yeah. All the sniffing going around. Yeah. Um, well, that's all I got, Lex. You got any final thoughts? <laughs> I don't think so. Other I mean, if, your if you're if being you're really good, <laughs> thank you. If your popcorn smells like fart, then that kid's all over you. Yeah, that kid is all over you, dude. Or if your fart smells like popcorn. Yeah, popcorn. Don't go to the swap meet. <laughs> or only go to the swap meet. Yeah. Exactly. Because <laughs> they always have the little popcorn stands all around. So I mean, that's the perfect way if you gotta, you know. You gotta do a little toot toot. Yeah, if you're if you're a little gassy and it smells like popcorn, just take a trip to the swamp Good advice, Lex. <laughs> That's my that is my my advice of the week. <laughs> yes. Till next week, who knows what advice we'll get <laughs> from Lex. Oh gosh. Um yeah. So uh what do you think? Should we close off this episode? Yeah. I think the there's still so much unknown um, in what we just discussed Um, but 
we will get and, and, some clarity. Yeah, so much unknown in the in the farts that we just discussed. Yeah. The, no. Um, Talking about Attack on Titan now. Yeah, getting back. back to Attack on Titan. <laughs> um, this courtroom, we will find out more about what this deliberation is in the next episode. Uh, we will be finishing up uh, the second part of Season 1, Episode 14. Um, yeah, so that wraps up another episode of the Attack to Talk podcast. And of course, remember to look out for new episodes every Thursday. And also don't forget to follow us at Attack to Talk podcast on Instagram. Check out some of our AOT related content. Thank you all so much again for um, just any support that we receive. Um, it just it, it means so much to us. Yeah, for sure. Like mm. it's to the point where I'm like, spe- like I don't really know how to react other than to, to keep saying thank you. You know, it might sound like a broken record, but like we really are so appreciative. Like, yeah, some of this stuff really leaves me speechless. That it's just so hard to fathom the fact that these people can have so much appreciation for just me spitting nonsense into a microphone about an anime. I mean, like, well, these people are entertained by this. These people like this, and it, it, it's coming across as passionate and as. Like you're in the room with us, with the, which is exactly what we wanted, and yes, the, that was the idea right from the get-go. It's just really, it's surreal at times. It's crazy, yeah, exactly. You know, I definitely don't want to sound like a broken record as well, but um, you know, I can't say thank you enough. Mm-hmm. Um, it just means the world to us, uh, just to have that support, as you had mentioned uh, in the previous episode, Lex, to have that support of the AOT community. Yeah, just having her back. I mean, that is so mind-blowing to me and uh you know it's it just it brings so much joy to my heart yeah um, same because all in all like aot just means so much to me it means so much to 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 us means so much to this podcast and just to have that support is just uh, it's you know it's 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 awesome yeah um i don't know what else more to say other than just uh we appreciate every bit of it Mm. and we appreciate all of you um just continuing to, to listen and support us. Thank you. And to next year when we hopefully uh, are uh, the number one podcast on more people's <laughs> Spotify rap. Yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> That'd be really great to see. Actually, uh, that's another thing too, as I, I could say, is that uh, doing my Spotify rap, my personal uh, Spotify, uh, my number one song. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you should you should add my this. You should one add that. Artist. Um, Let me go ahead and. Uh, get it kind of queued up real quick so i can yeah. go ahead and tell you guys exactly what the heck it was yeah i thought that that you showed me it and i thought that it was it was interesting but not surprising i was like dang we really really listened to it. like i knew you listened to it a lot mm, yeah but i didn't realize it was that much um but definitely uh it's pretty cool Something that I think should be added in the podcast is a little cool fun fact about AJ. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to uh, to get it queued up as well so I can go ahead and kind of read it to you guys. But um, so as some of you guys are aware, whoever has Spotify, whoever listens on Spotify um, during your Spotify rap, it says you listen to and gives an amount of genres or, or I should say artists. And uh, it says that I listen to. 1,666 different artists, but things got serious with one. And it says your top artist was Hiroyuki Sawano, who does the soundtrack for Attack on Titan. So he was my top artist. Yeah. (laughs) 
and it says that I was in the top 0.1% Point. of listeners this year. So come on, guys. Point you guys got to step it up. <laughs> okay? So Show some support. So listen to the support. Attack on Titan composer. <laughs> Top 0.1%. And as far as the song, it says that I spent a total of 7,472 minutes with that artist. And I just couldn't get enough of Attack on Titan. So. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that really, that really sums artist. it up. Um, and also the Attack on Titan um, song if you you see on spotify it says attack on titan that song uh, was my number three top song <laughs> yeah out of all the songs wow yeah um so that i guess that just goes to show just how big of a fan you know i am and uh again you know just everything everything all the support you know it's just all i'm just so thankful yeah so thank you all very much really again shows the love and uh so now to my AOT family out there, please uh, stay safe and don't forget to spread love and positivity. And uh, goodbye, everyone. Bye.